1: Hey there. Welcome to episode 307 of Find Your Food Voice. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and I'm excited to get this show ready to go for you. I have an action-packed episode with Colleen Bremner. We are doing a diet culture IRL segment for you today. And this is the last episode that we'll have for 2022. And we wanted to make sure that we delivered Delivered tools for you to help you navigate this kind of sea of change that we see every year in December and January. You know, December with holidays and the emphasis on food, but then also this kind of dynamic of seeing people we haven't seen in a long time. Some folks were not too excited about seeing. Some folks were happy about seeing, but just this, a lot of dynamics going on. And then this shift over into the new year, where of course folks are talking about New Year's resolutions and preparing for them. There's a lot of opportunity for diet culture and all of the business that's being made in diet culture to prey on you. So this episode is for you. If you want to start 2023 without dieting, without trying to fix yourself, and instead you want to continue to recover from your eating disorder, continue to recover from diet culture, or maybe it's new to you. Oh, we welcome you with open arms. We really do. Colleen and I well, we, Colleen and I have never met in real life, but we're both huggers. I just know it. Colleen, you never told me you are, but I just assume you are. <laughs> so we welcome you with open arms, only if it's consensual, of course, um, but we want to support you in where you are on your food peace journey. So this episode is for you. Before we get to diet culture IRL segment read by Colleen, and then we're going to like... Discuss parts of it. Before we get to that, a quick sponsor break. Are you ready to permanently transform your relationship with PCOS? If you are living with PCOS and you are tired, if you have irregular cycles, if you have constant carb cravings, or you're trying to recover from diet culture and you don't want to go on another diet, but that's the only advice you get to manage your PCOS, well, PCOS Power is for you. PCOS Power is the 12-week group program that the PCOS Power team and I do for you. And we will start to enroll in January, January 17th to be exact. So just a few weeks away, we invite you to check out all the details at duffydillon.com slash power. There you get to see all the different details on the program and what we can provide for you over that month time. After three months, you will transform how you relate to PCOS and have new tools that are not rooted in diet culture. So we are not enrolling right this moment, but we are taking folks on the wait list. So if you go to julieduffeydillon.com slash power, you can get on that wait list. So we are so excited for you to join. And in 2023, we are going to be offering a coupon code just for Find Your Food Voice listeners. You can get that coupon, co- coupon code starting in January. So listen in January, we'll, we'll share with you the coupon code and you get to save 20% off the price. Again, go to juliedaffydillon.com slash power.
0: It's the most diety time of the year with comments uncalled for and diet ads galore, false promising cheer. It's the most diety time of the year. I'm not sure if the combination of back to back holidays mixed with New Year's resolutions is what does it, but this seems to be the most diety time of the year. I also want to acknowledge that it's totally okay if this time of the year makes you feel the pull to diet again. Ad companies and the next diet craze all do an excellent job of trying to make you feel like it's the only logical next step when we reach the end of December. As we've mentioned once or twice on this podcast, diets don't work for most people and they are so very harmful. Julie and I want to give you permission to take a step away from dieting and try moving toward food peace instead. With New Year's resolutions right around the corner, the pervasive diet culture industry is ready to prey on people like you. January is International Dieting Month. And did you know the third Monday of January is the last day most people remember their New Year's resolutions? I am hoping to provide some tips and tricks for assisting with steps to move toward food peace and away from diets. Number one. I think one great first step to take is acknowledging your thinking about diets and dieting. These thoughts are totally normal. And when we are inundated with media, it's tough not to think about dieting. By acknowledging your thoughts, you're recognizing the space they are holding and you can gently let them go. I like to visualize blowing a soap bubble outside in the warm sun. I think about dieting inside that bubble, trapped in there with no way of escape. And then I watch it drift away toward the sky. Think of a way you can visualize letting those thoughts escape. I hope this helps you too. Number two, take a moment to recognize diets truly don't work for most people. When you learn more ways to stop blaming yourself for diet failure, you will have more space to notice how predictable diets are. Even though they are powerful, they are consistent in their themes, duration, and skill set. I can tell you every diet I have ever started in the past has never continued to the future. There's a theme and cycle there. They just don't work and it's not your fault. Number three, find a friend you can trust to talk about some of these feelings with. The more practice you have with noticing your shame with diet failure and releasing that as anger at diet culture's systemic oppression, the more space you will have to live your life without its complete control. The more oppression you experience, the more support you will need. The next cohort of PCOS Power is opening in January and we are so excited. So definitely be on the lookout for that. It's an excellent opportunity for more PCOS support and moving more away from that diet culture. Those are my top three tips and tricks. And I hope as this tricky season approaches and you decide it's time to start journeying away from diets, you know we at Find Your Food Voice are here for you, listener, every step of the way. Taking the good with the upset. And-
1: Hey, Colleen. Hey. I am so glad that you wrote this and holy crap, you were singing. And <laughs> I love it. That's the first song on the podcast. That's true.
0: The first one. Yeah. I I mean, you know, I've like written anti-diet jingles in the past, but <laughs> yeah. this is the first one that has has aired live for all of you listeners. So yeah, it's pretty exciting.
1: <laughs> well, for the listener, you know, I saw, I like, read what Colleen was going to going to like speak (laughs) during this segment. So I already knew it. And I was like, that sounds, that looks like it could be a song. And I didn't actually think that Colleen would be singing it. So that was a surprise to me. So that is super exciting. So thanks for hanging out this December to unpack the shit that's hitting the fan already. Um, International Dieting Month. It always starts earlier and earlier each year. Um, I love the tips you provided. I'm hoping we can unpack some of them a little bit more. That sound okay to you? Definitely. Yeah. All, r- all right. So let me look through this. I first wanted to um ask you even kind of like a general question that we can kind of get things started with is like, for you, is there something in particular that comes to mind that's like the toughest part of all of this? Mm. <laughs> I know. Big it's question to, to start with there, Julie. Um I mean- y- I'm
0: taking a sip of my tea. I think that, I don't know, there's so many it's so nuanced and there's so many different parts. It honestly mm-hmm. depends on the season. Like th- yeah. this is a tough time for folks because there's a lot of like getting back together with family and maybe, maybe mm-hmm. folks who have done some work already in moving away from dieting feel that pull after visiting family because of either inappropriate mm-hmm. comments or unsolicited advice about, Quote unquote, well, we just want the best for your health. Like, oh, yeah. you know, lots of things like that. And I think that can be really challenging this time of year, especially. Uh, and also just like everything in the media. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how diet companies get my email or like my <laughs> mailing address, but I get mailers now. And I just want to like, Contact them and be like, do not contact me. I do not. So you're getting want to like actual mail, like actual yes, little mail, like oh, hard fuck. mail, like snail mail. Oh. So I think that's also challenging is like sometimes it feels like there's really no escape from it. Even mm-hmm. when, like, in the safety of my own home, I feel like I, mm-hmm. I do a pretty good job of kind of, you know, Letting that part go, yeah, just yeah. even getting mail, like picking up my mail and seeing a a like mm-hmm. diet ad or in my mail, I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, yes. those are those are challenging pieces of it. I'm sure I can think of others, but
1: that's a lot. It is a lot. And I um appreciate you bringing up that like uh, for many folks, they just got together with people they haven't seen in a while. Just like yeah. the nature of pandemic life is, for many people, this may have been the first season that they've actually got to spend some quality time with folks, whether they wanted to or not, um, and um, yeah. probably allowed certain things to come to the surface, and words being said that were harmful, hurtful, um, health trolling type of behavior, yeah, yeah. yeah it could allow you the listener to feel extra vulnerable and really more open to this kind of praying type of behavior and by praying i don't mean as like hands together um hoping for something i mean praying yes. as in p r e y yes predatory and you mentioned that in your segment that you wrote that there's lots of that kind of behavior going on and th- you know hearing about the mailers that's, that's it right there. Like they're, they're they're looking for every nook and cranny where they can sell you this. And that's something that I think is important just to keep in mind is like, um, diet companies and even like pharmaceutical diet companies, um, they, they think they have this layer of like, we just care. We just want you to be healthy. But really when it comes down to it, it's, so much about the buck, you know, the capitalistic part of health, how it's become this big business. So that's why they're sending you freaking snail mail. I know. Wow. Yuck. I know. I think too... In in speaking with some
0: folks that I know, it's also really challenging too to get together with folks you haven't seen in a while and when your body has changed. Mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. can be a huge point of fear and anxiety and shame to mm-hmm. to see folks who maybe you haven't seen in a year or two years and mm-hmm. and your body is a bit different than the last time you saw them. And even just fearing what they might say. Even if they say nothing, like it doesn't really matter because you still have those thoughts. So mm-hmm. just I think um that's another like piece that I want to bring up. Uh, because I was I was talking to someone about that recently.
1: Yes. I'm really glad you brought that up. And sort of a plug for anyone out there who has any influence over young children or teenagers. <laughs> Whether you're a parent, a caregiver, or you just have people in your life that you can help maybe as a teacher or something like that, something that they need to hear at a really early age is that bodies are always changing. And to normalize that, at least as a neutral, if not a, as a positive, you know, that yeah. bodies just don't stay the same. It's something that I've always said to my kids. um, Whenever people have been around making comments on bodies, um, I always try to chime in and like, yeah, bodies are always bodies changing. Are That's changing. They just do. If we're lucky to yeah. live a longer, they're going to be changing. Um, and I I feel really passionate about that because folks that I would um end up sitting across who are in the throes of their eating disorder, so much of um folks in certain age groups where there's just changes <laughs> that are yeah. going to be happening and probably more um. Faster than other times in life, so much of their eating disorder behavior was rooted in like, oh no, I'm scared. things are changing. Yeah. And um, if you're gonna be alive for another season, your, your body's going to change. I don't yeah. know, I just had a harp on that because I think if we normalize bodies changing instead of like, ah! you know, and or being little like behind the scenes talking about it, yeah, people. That's how we learn. That's how we learn that yep. we should stay like looking a certain way. Um. Anyway, again, yeah. Soapbox. Getting off of it. All right. <laughs> so, um, we let's talk about the three, um, three things that you pointed out as like kind of some trip trips. No, tips and tricks. <laughs> yeah, for, for ways to navigate this this time of year. Um, to reject diets and move towards food peace instead. And the first one you mentioned is to acknowledge you're thinking about diets or dieting. Tell me about yeah. that part. Like what what comes to mind for you? Yeah, well, I think we've talked a little bit about things that
0: get folks thinking about it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's those, it's experiences can be triggers. Uh, maybe you've done some unlearning and have, moved maybe more into body neutrality. Maybe you're not at acceptance yet. That's okay. Just Mm -hmm. recognizing when things stir something in you and acknowledging that, that's like so important. So for me, like I'll, I'll experience a trigger or experience something. And maybe one of my first thoughts is, oh, I should pull my scale back out Mm. and, and, and hop on my scale just to check um, just a check. It always seems so like
1: it, it seems, seems harmless. So harmless. <laughs> yes. yes, no, and no. I mean, <laughs> nine times out of ten, probably even more, it's not harmless. It's not. It's it's, it's like, definitely harmful. <laughs> yes. And so, even just acknowledging
0: that, like knowing, like, nope, you know what? I recognize that I'm having this thought. I recognize mm. that I'm feeling like I should hop back on the scale, and and wondering why I'm feeling that way. What's what's mm-hmm. making me feel that way? and asking myself questions without the shame and the guilt. Yes. I think that those those pieces for me are what help me feel like I'm in a healthier space with mm-hmm. how I'm feeling about my body is just mm-hmm. recognizing I should I should check why I'm feeling that way right now. What's got me thinking about it like right now mm-hmm. and and maybe that's more of what I should be addressing than my body.
1: Yes. Oh, that is so uh, it's so fucking fantastic that you do that because what I hear you doing is like slowing it down. And you didn't say this, but I'm like, it sounds like you're doing everything in you, in your power to like not personalize it. Like instead of like, Oh, I'm doing something wrong. Or it's like, you're like, stop. Wait, wait, wait. Let me just pause here for a second. Like putting yeah. in that pause. Um, whether listener, you're into like intuitive eating or mindful eating, you know, those are. Um, to different types of philosophies to help move to our food piece that teach this type of stuff, to be yeah. curious, to pause, to take a step back. Um, and whatever you can do to slow things down and also prevent the shame spiral, you know, of yeah. like blaming yeah. like, oh, I'm fucking up or um, or like getting that scale out for a lot of people is their first cue that they're getting seduced by diet culture. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that, Colleen, because that is like for a lot of people there, they're like way to be like, oh, wait, Julie has mentioned this (laughs) is something that may come out. And yeah, because getting on the scale, it may like the the little message in the brain may be like, it's no big deal. I just want to, I'm just curious. But whether someone's recovering from diet culture or eating disorder, what I've noticed in like the therapy experience is that no, that's just, it just is a quick like um, kind of spiral through then old stuff that you worked so long to like recover from. And by talking about this, I hope for the listener, they can, give themselves permission when they do find themselves getting seduced to not feel bad. Because I know for a lot of listeners, they've been doing this for years and years. They're like, I shouldn't still be seduced by diet culture. I still am seduced by (laughs) diet
0: culture. I want to name that right now. I've been doing this work now since 2018. Uh, So, you know, not too long. Uh, What Mm -hmm. is that? Four years now? And I am still seduced by diet culture. I still get Mm -hmm. the the thrill sometimes of thinking about dieting Mm -hmm. again, which Mm -hmm. is almost, I mean, I think that's part of recovery, right? Like when you, when you think about something and it almost sends this like excitement to your brain again of thinking about the first few days of a diet for those of us Mm -hmm. who have been yo-yo dieters in the past, there's something that like sends those like, I don't know, electric endorphins through my brain Mm -hmm. that is Mm -hmm. exciting. But I think the pause is so important to recognize. Like when I think about that, I also think about the days after that. So like say, you know, Mm -hmm. the first week, obviously I feel great, right? And then the second week I'm like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Like, this is much harder than I mm. thought. I'm thinking about food all the time. Like, even just going through what it used to be like for me to diet is enough mm-hmm. for me to be like, okay, wait, I definitely don't want to do that
1: again. No, it's a bigger picture instead of just the like initial dopamine rush that comes from yes. The diet and also like the acknowledgement that like dieting is a way for so many folks to access what they need in the moment, whether it's people thinking they're eating the right thing in that moment or being able to lose weight for fertility treatment or something like that. Um, and also then in that moment, thinking in a bigger picture, like there's going to be harder days ahead, um, by going down that route. I want to mention something about like getting seduced by diet culture. You know, I've been doing intuitive eating work myself, just like, uh, that's how I'm living my life too. Um, since 2005, um, I first read it a few years before that, but it, you know, took a few years for it to stick. Um, <laughs> um do you remember, um, when Oprah bought the company <laughs> that is WW now, yes. you remember when that yes. happened? I do. Uh, and because I think it was in the fall of whatever year, but the holidays that year, she made amazing commercials. I hate that I'm saying this, but yes, amazing commercials. True. And I didn't know what the commercials were for at first, but they're yeah. Oprah commercials. They're magic, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's like, Oprah. it's like a super, super Soul Sunday-esque type of yes. commercials <laughs> that like living my best life, choose to be the person who you're going to be. And I remember like, being like oh my gosh yes and then it was like fuck it was a whole diet commercial yep <laughs> and, and um so it's slick um and even those of us who have decades <laughs> doing this get sucked into and so um if anything that you take from this episode listener we hope that you can not feel ashamed when you do get sucked in because that just adds a whole other layer of goop that is not for you. It's not, it's not for you to hold. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, they're just really good at it. (laughs) So, (laughs) oh goodness. Well, let's move on to the next one. Um, the next, the next one that you mentioned, um, to recognize the diets truly don't work for most people. I find this to be a very important one, especially when you're like feeling that craving to get on the scale or whatever your kind of trigger is that leads to like, oh, let me just do this one little thing. And it may be like, I'm just going to like buy healthy things for a while, (laughs) something like that. Um, And to like make that next moment a pause. And then um, I heard you go through the sequence of like, oh, wait, diet's they don't work for most people. It's not just me. It's like most people, they're not going to work for. Yeah. Um, How, tell me about for you, like why this is a helpful thing to put in.
0: Yeah. I think just reminding myself that like, the onus like isn't on me to be the one to say like, that that the diet is like it, the diet is the problem that's what i'm trying to get at yes, like yes. that's the problem but it's not me i'm not the problem and i have to remind myself that all the time like when the the diet feeling comes back for me and recognize that like no truly when you look at research and you look at people who have been on diets in the past they don't work because they either gain weight back or gain weight back and more. And which the the weight I'm not saying is the issue, obviously like our bodies mm-hmm. change. We've said that. Yeah. But I think knowing that like whatever fantasy the diet brings out for you is not actually a reality for most people and mm-hmm. just knowing that like okay no matter what they tell me in these mailer ads that I keep getting sent <laughs> or in the in the commercials that I see on TV or even when I see actors so I'm like wow their bodies haven't changed in 50 years they look exactly how they used to look yeah they have a lot of money and mm-hmm. a lot of like resources to like to help them continue to to live in that same body. But I think that just recognizing like, yeah, that the, the diet's also not working for those people either because mm-hmm, there's a lot mm-hmm. that they're going
1: through to continue to look that way. Yes. Yes. I was hanging out with a bunch of friends the last few months and it was some college friends. And so when we get together, we always have a lot of fun. And something came up about aging. You know, we're all getting closer to 50 in this, this friend group. And so we've been through lots of changes together. Um, And we were talking about, um, yeah, like celebrities. I think Jennifer Anderson was brought up, different folks, you mm-hmm. know, and um, this acknowledgement of like, wow, they just look so quote great. Or they look mm-hmm. like they did when they were on Friends 20 years ago. And I was like, you know, that like this is not actually how they look. Like right. there's lots of stuff that goes in post-production. Um, yeah. People have like their same Photoshop, I know that's not the right term, but like Photoshop person that they do for yeah. all their things. Like their commercials, their movies, yeah. like they have the same person because there's consistency. But then there's also like plastic surgery. They have a chef at home. Yeah. They yeah. have um lower stress than the rest of us because of their financial um access to whatever they need. And, um, and yeah, plastic surgery, like there was this kind of like, well, they don't look like they got plastic surgery. I'm like, that means they hired a good one, I guess. Like they, they weren't using the same ones that I guess we would if we did that. But like, you know, this is something that we need to keep in mind that the people we see and maybe comparing ourselves to, they, have done things to alter the way they appear. And they also don't look like that. Like there's like three layers of Spanx on and there's like like that editing, like I was talking about. So it's like, it's still not, um, the same as like, I I remember telling my kids when they would like start to learn how to read and we'd be going through the checkout line at the grocery store, they would see like the the magazines and they would read Mm -hmm. the headlines just because they were Mm -hmm. like reading. And they'd be like, look at that person. Oh, so pretty. I'm like, Oh, that's just a cartoon. Like that's not actually mm-hmm. like really a person. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, even if it was like I don't know a People magazine, I'm like that still is not a real person. Like so much editing yep. has happened, so I called them cartoons. And so, so, so yeah, I mean of course we we
0: feel like this pull to diet with all of these things in the background, yes. like and mm-hmm. even the the saying like wow they still look the same like 20 years ago like that's such a good thing that should be celebrated. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. no, like again, bodies change and like a- aging will happen. And I always think of, there's this like great Martina McBride song <laughs> that uh, is called this one's for the girls. And it talks about how like every laugh line on your face is like a reminder mm-hmm. of who you are today. And I just love that. Like I have like mm-hmm. held on to that line and I'm like, yeah, I hope I have laugh lines. Like, I hope I have lines to reflect, like, Mm -hmm. the this, like, incredible life that I get to live. Yeah. I hope that's the case.
1: Yes. And I don't know Martina McBride uh, music, but I believe there is either a widespread panic song or a Grateful Dead song. Oh, my gosh. The listener is going to be, like, so mad if I can't figure out which one it is. I think it's widespread panic song that has a similar lyric, you know, about the lines on the face and, like, that's our, like, life together or something like that. Um, Yeah. I agree. I agree. And, you know, something that I can appreciate. I just in case a friend of mine's listening <laughs> <that was Maggie laughs> out with me, but, or just someone who can relate to that, you know, there's getting closer to 50. You know, aging is something that's happening in our friend group. And so when we're going through aging, or if you're going through any body change, like there's this there's this knowing whether we have it in our subconscious or our conscious that like we're losing access, we're losing, um, Part of our, our voice, you know, part of, um, how much people see us and wh- however you're being, um, looked over, whether it's from aging, body size, race. I mean, all of them have different experiences. And then some folks that are listening are going to be experiencing all three of those. And, um, that's why it's so important, like what Colleen was saying, like to acknowledge that this isn't you broken. This is that this world is fucked up. It needs to be fixed. You know, it's ageism, it's racism, it's fat phobia. It needs to be fixed. And by anybody getting seduced by these things and trying to fix themselves, it just keeps that work from happening then. You know, I think about the bigger picture of that too. Anyway, another soapbox, but (laughs) you know, alas. (laughs) Alas. (laughs) Alas. So number three, you mentioned um, is looking outside of yourself in a way that's supportive, you know, getting support. And you've talked on the podcast before about how that's been really helpful for you um, during certain experiences. And um, I know for many people, this is not something that they have, you know, that they have in their day-to-day as someone that they can connect with. When you started to connect with folks who are doing similar work, what did you notice that it was doing?
0: I think because... We are the minority, those of us who are unlearning diet culture. Uh, I think that it's so helpful to find other people who feel that way just to connect with and talk to mm-hmm. about these experiences. I, I remember having a friend be like, well, do you never get the pull to like diet again? Like mm. now, like that you're like, quote unquote healed. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's still like, it still very much happens. Like yeah. I still have really hard days. I have days that I like walk by the mirror and do the body check thing and then recognize that I'm doing like the body Mm. check thing. So I think just, just having people just to talk through these things with, I really value being that person for others. And I really value having others that I can go to. Like knowing, you know, Rachel texted me the other day. She's like, okay, can I vent to you for like 10 seconds about this? Like, call that I'm on hold with and like she told me this whole situation I was like god that mm. sucks and it was like all diety and I think that like just having people to connect with like we naturally inherently like as human beings like want to connect with others whether yeah. that's you know just one other person or a handful of people so I think that really helps just to like make you kind of not gaslight yourself, um, Mm. to recognize that like uh, the story I'm telling myself is is real. And I'd like to have that validated by somebody else Mm -hmm. like just Mm -hmm. to make sure that it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the part about diet culture, right? It's like become so slick and it's learned all of like the non-diet spaces type of ways of Knowing that it's around, that yeah. it will be like a gaslit experience. It's going to be something that, like, a, quite a mind fuck, basically. And, um, checking outside of yourself with someone who's in the similar kind of place, um, or who, you know, someone maybe who's been doing this a little bit longer, I can see some benefit. And then someone who's newer to it, I can see some benefit yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and if you have a, a person that you can connect with that is, So I think it's great to have conversations with those folks like, hey, would it be okay with you if I text you or call you when I experience one of those triggers? Like you, you know, you describing how Rachel, it sounds like she asked permission to vent. Absolutely. Yeah. And so some people want that in case they're not in a headspace where they can like hold that. Um, Yeah. And if you don't have that yet in real life, you know, that is something that like the beauty of online... (laughs) And the yeah. internet, social media, you know, connecting with folks who um can give you that in a in a way that maybe is not the same as like a friend, but can be pretty darn close. It it's yes. definitely part of why in PCOS Power we have the Power Forward community as a part of it because we want yeah. folks to like connect with people that they can stay connected with after the group program is over. So then yeah. they have folks that they can text and be like, Can I vent for to you about this situation? So you can continue to uh, fight diet culture. Yeah.
0: Yes. I think it's so important. And just like knowing there are certain experiences that you will have, like maybe shopping for new clothes because Mm -hmm. you recognize Mm -hmm. that your body has changed and you need different sizes of clothing. Now I think things like that, where like I'd rather do that with a friend where I'm Mm -hmm. not in the dressing room by myself crying because nothing fits at the store that I've decided to go to. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, Moments like that for me that are like crucial on my own journey and just having an ally or a friend to to mm-hmm. be able to just check in with and and kind of have it be like a both ways thing feels feels mm-hmm. really, really good.
1: Well, and you said ally or friend, and I'm even yeah. imagining having an ally could be great, but then someone who's in a similar place, a similar yeah. experience could even be more powerful. I don't know if that's... Yeah. Uh, Some people may be like, what? But I'm like that to me, it just seems like that would be even more helpful. Like someone who really gets it more than just trying to understand, like they understand.
0: Yeah. I think it really depends. Like it depends Mm -hmm. on what you feel like you need in the moment. I -hmm. think sometimes I like, I, go to one friend because I know like that this is exactly what I'm going to need right now and then sometimes Mm -hmm. like I'll I'll take a different approach and think like oh Mm -hmm. maybe this friend will have something different to say that I haven't thought about like Mm -hmm. so I think it really just depends but I like that and I think yeah can't hurt surely can't hurt to have (laughs) allies and and friends in your corner
1: right I mean I you know, I don't understand, like truly understand what it's like to live in a higher weight body. That like, that's not something I've ever had that experience with. And so I think about someone who may be listening, who's an ally in that area, Um, just knowing that, like, you know, there may be times where we're not going to be the best person. Like even yeah. someone who's listening, who's a clinician, and yeah. like, why doesn't why doesn't this client want to talk to me about this? Well, this may be mm-hmm. why you just don't have the ex- experience. It doesn't make you a bad clinician. It just does. You don't have that lived experience and. um that's when we have to be like, it's okay. <laughs> Let's yeah. connect you with someone who does. Um, so we've gone through all three. Is there anything that we didn't sift through that we needed to sift through? Yeah, I'll just say like you you mentioned it a little
0: bit, but also mm-hmm. like when reaching out to friends, like asking for consent to, to bring something up that may be triggering, like -hmm. Sometimes, like, I don't want to talk about certain things based off of maybe an event that's happened recently, or like, and I think just being a friend asking for consent is great. And then also acknowledging that, like, that consent was asked for too. Like, I'll be like, hey, I really appreciate that you came to me right now for this. I'm not in a super awesome headspace to talk about it, (laughs) but maybe I can come back to you in like a couple days. Like, is that okay? Just, I think having those open lines of communication can really, really help. But, other than that, like, I think just in this season, as, as you move through the holiday season and are with folks, maybe you haven't seen in a while, just really giving yourself grace in the moment mm-hmm. and, and recognizing that like you, you are so much more than just like your appearance. I want to like kind of acknowledge mm-hmm. that too. Like you are an individual with like, amazing like thoughts and like Mm -hmm. you're I think just acknowledging those things like just take a pause this holiday season and remember that like people love you not just for your appearance
1: oh we need to end it on that because that's so perfect um well I hope you have a good holiday and happy new year (laughs) You too. And
0: you too, listener. I hope that uh, this has been really helpful for you. And uh, we'll be thinking about you this holiday season.
1: Yes. Yes. So this episode's coming out um, December 20th and it's the last one for 2022. So happy new year. We'll see you next year. (laughs) I love saying that. (laughs) See you next year. And yes, like Colleen said, we'll be thinking about you and hang in there. We'll be, and we'll be with you every step of the way through January. Yeah. So there you have it. Listener, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Colleen and me. and we hope it helps you to have some more strength as you're moving forward in this diet culture sludge that we are all swimming in all the time. And no matter where you are on your food peace journey, know that Colleen and myself and everyone on the Find Your Food Voice team, we are rooting for you and we support you. Like we also mentioned in the episode, this is the last episode until 2023. So happy new year. Know that we'll be back. I'm switching my calendar. Look through. We will be back January 3rd, so that first Tuesday in January. And those of you who are living with PCOS and you are waiting to join PCOS Power, just remember that we will be offering a coupon code this next round, and we will announce that coupon code that January 3rd. So we look forward to hearing from you then. If you enjoyed this episode of Find Your Food Voice, we are so glad we build it because we want to support you in all the ways we can to fight back against diet culture and all the shit that comes with it. If you leave a rating or review or you subscribe to the show or share it with someone, please know that that benefits our show so much, helps more people find it and helps more people to be able to also reject diets in their own life. So thank you in advance. All right, so that is all for this time and I'll see you next year. And until then, take care. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon and this is the Find Your Food Voice podcast. Ready to join the anti-diet movement and take the food voice pledge? Go to julieduffydillon.com and sign your name to the growing list of people saying no to diets and yes to their own food voice. The Find Your Food Voice podcast is produced by me, Julie Duffy Dillon, and my team of kick-ass folks. I couldn't make the show without Yelly Cruz, assistant producer and resident book feed, and Colleen Bremner, customer service coordinator and professional hype master. Audio editing is from Toby Lyles at 24 Sound. Music is Fly Free by Hartley. Are you looking for episode transcripts? Get them at JulieDuffyDillon.com, where you can also submit letters for the podcast, give us feedback, and sign the Food Voice Pledge. We need your voice to end diet culture. We literally can't do this without you. Subscribe to the Find Your Food Voice podcast to get weekly inspiration and education on how we can defeat diet culture and reclaim our own food voice. I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Find Your Food Voice podcast. Take care.